Northwest Georgia Area Agency on Aging brings you Moments of Clarity. Designated by the Department of Human Services, the Area Agency on Aging coordinates programs and services designed to assist older Georgians in their desire to live in the community instead of a long-term facility. Their mission is promoting the health, independence, dignity, and quality of life for our aging population. Joining with us, Lynn Reeves, the Director for Area Agency on Aging, and Lindsay Wilson, the Assistant Director for Area Agency on Aging. And now, let's get some moments of clarity with your host, Jody Drinkard. Welcome. I'm Jody Drinkard. I am here with Lynn Reeves and Lindsay Wil- Wilson. And we are talking about the Northwest Georgia Area Agency on Aging and Alzheimer's and Dementia. Jody, thank you for having us. Absolutely. This is Moments of Clarity, and we are going to shed some light. Um, Just to let you know some facts, in Georgia in 2018, there were 140,000 Georgians living with Alzheimer's, and that is growing. It's expected that in 2025, there will be 190,000 individuals with Alzheimer's. That is a horrifying statistic. It is. And being on the receiving end of an agency where those phone calls are coming in, um, we have individuals in crisis. We have caregivers in crisis, not sure where to turn to or where to get help. And it's not just an individual or family concern. It's community-wide. We have a lot of programs that we're able to support and help caregivers and individuals living with Alzheimer's and dementia, and hopefully we can tell a little bit more about those. Mm -hmm. Well, it's good to know that people and families that are dealing with this disease, this horrible disease, and other dementias, Yes, that there are some places to turn, Yes, to go to, and in particular the caregivers. Right. That there are some places to turn to. Go on. Where can they turn? What? Where do they call? Well, they're going to call the 1-800 number at our ADRC. And Lindsay, that number? It's 1-800-759-2963. And we're going to talk to them about the different programs we have. And so the first one we're going to speak about is the dealing with dementia. And this program, is it, it was developed by the Rosalind Carter Institute, and it's evidence-based, which means there's research that has shown that this is a proven workshop to really help caregivers. So there is some research that has been done. Um, it is a educational support program for caregivers. It's a four-hour program. Um, we share resources. It comes with a caregiver guide that's kind of like a comprehensive guide for someone who is living with dementia So there's lots of different techniques and tactics in this book that is explained uh, maybe how a caregiver can deal with a certain behavior that somebody who is living with dementia has. And how does this workshop arrive? Do they have to go to a workshop or is it something that comes to them? We take all of our workshops out into the communities. So if there is a group of people that want the workshop, we will bring it to them as long as we have a place to facilitate the workshop. So if it's a faith-based organization, a city building, county, even sometimes a senior center, if we can meet after hours, we will come to them. Mm -hmm. So they would just call in and when they call the 1-800 number that we just gave out, they'll be given this workshop as part of their intake, so to speak, and they can be put on a list for the workshop and we will contact them when we bring something to their community. Mm -hmm. 
when you're finished with this workshop, are you going to, these people are going to leave with some tools in their pocket. They are, and they will also leave with this big resource guide. So Uh we actually provide them with this book. That's part of the program. All right. And this is free for everybody that takes it. It is. Yes. Yes. And and I would, um, just to kind of piggyback on that, some of the issues that may a caregiver may face is my loved one's not eating they're not sleeping they don't want to get dressed that manual Lindsay was speaking of we really go through how to those questions their assistance is in that manual so that may not be the day they're sitting in that class that they may have not faced any of those concerns but they're going to have that manual to take it home so when it does arise they can go to that book and, you know, it kind of helps them. Guide. Maybe maybe it just needs to tell them to relax, and mm-hmm. this is a normal part of this process. But having that reassurance and that manual with them is a very, it's a very helpful tool. Do you have a lot of calls about from people that are saying, I'm wondering if my mother has Alzheimer's? That That's a good question. My mother-in-law or mother's forgetful. She's not doing the things she used to do, or maybe she's acting out, her uh, moods are different, we're going to definitely refer them back to their primary care provider, or we're going to refer them to the Alzheimer's Association for some different tools or sets of assessments. But um, we're going to talk to you a little bit more about the Georgia Memory Net, which is unique to the state of Georgia and just a resource that a lot of states don't have that we're real, we're real proud of. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Alzheimer's Association is quite a powerful tool that we have yes. in our nation. Yes. Is that nation or is that international? I don't even know for sure. I don't know that either. It doesn't matter. They're very powerful. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I did want to mention, just recently we had a walk for Alzheimer's mm-hmm. here. We raised a bunch of money. In fact, nearly doubled the goal that we had right yeah it was fantastic and dan phillips who is actually the walk manager for rome and dalton he was here and he explained to me on another podcast anyway that the fda recently in june Mm -hmm. of 2021 approved a new drug by the name of Adjuhelm that actually attacks the Alzheimer's gene or the the cell or whatever that contributes to Alzheimer's rather than just the symptoms. We are making a huge difference. Powerful. It is Mm -hmm. really, I mean, it's bone chilling to Mm -hmm. me right now to even say this, that we are actually on the verge of helping end Alzheimer's. So anybody that has an opportunity to help that organization move it even further forward. That's right. Yeah. I would, I, I would love someday not have to worry about this section of your business. Yes. Uh, we would too. Yeah. That's right. Yes. So anyway, in the meantime, you have a fantastic service to help we these do. families and these people with Alzheimer's and their caregivers. So I digress. That's okay. Cause it, it's a passionate topic and we all, we, if we're not facing it now, we, we're probably going to, or Mm -hmm. someone, a community member, a family member, loved one. So it's, it's a important to all of us. It's a passionate topic Mm -hmm. that you said it perfectly. So Uh, another program is dementia friends, dementia friends, dementia friends. That is, um, it's really part of a movement to change how people think 
and act and talk when they speak about dementia. Mm -hmm. Anyone can be a dementia friend. We work with providers, community members. It's a one-hour-long training to where we um, have these conversations, but really letting them know what it looks like to be a dementia friend. You can become a dementia friend uh, viewing a series of videos online or it can be an in-person training. We have had our ours both. We've done online and virtual training. But it looks at how a community is to be dementia-friendly. We don't think about how someone that is living with dementia or Alzheimer's, how do our law enforcement or first responders, how do they react when they are called to a home or a business when someone's not acting, you know, like the other people are. Sort so, of like how to identify somebody how, with yes, dementia? and how to, maybe not how to identify, but how to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they probably won't be able to identify quickly, but maybe they're not, they're just a little more uh, mindful and aware of how they approach situations. Mm-hmm. Um, f- uh, faith-based, you know, churches have a lot of, Adults in, and it's, and it's not always older adults. It can. There's a lot of ages that are impacted by this, but you've got faith-based. You're a whole span of ages there. You you may not know of this older couple at home where she the wife is taking care of the husband who is living with dementia. So being aware and being a source of support for this family mm-hmm. and and of this uh, spouse, but also financial institutions we see banking um they're on the front line of a lot of um you know there can be some questionable situations that happen a bank a potential for exploitation of someone who has some cognitive disabilities as someone taking advantage of them are there some signs that a bank can 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 maybe identify that hey maybe something's going on here you know, seeing someone nervous or writing checks or withdrawing money, they're not, that's not typical for them. Uh, Lindsay, is there any more? I think that's the main, the main thing that they look for, <clears throat> excuse me, is the withdrawing the big amounts of money um, or depositing big amounts, that type thing. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, we, we don't want to forget about health care. Health care, you know, those those individuals are working hands-on with individuals with cognitive disability or cognitive uh, decline and um, residential facilities. A lot of our senior housing or senior living, you may have someone who's not cleaning their home or who's not I don't, mowing their lawn, yeah, doing other things that are not normal for them. And, and it's important for us all to be just a more aware, and that's what that training is about, to have dementia friends and a dementia-friendly community. Very so, interesting. Yes, that is a, that's a great program. Um, we Again, we've given our number, but when people call, we direct them into, like Lindsay said, we keep a list of when a county has enough for us to move forward, and we provide that training. We mm-hmm. come to them. That is very enlightening. That is a moment of clarity. I seriously never knew that that existed. Yes. We we also 
do a lot with elderly abuse and exploitation. It can be a costly thing emotionally, financially, and part of it may be related to some cognitive impairment, mm-hmm. such as, you know, with dementia and Alzheimer's. Lindsay recently conducted another program we have is the Virtual Dementia Tour. And I just want to say I favor all of our programs, but this is my favorite. So. Oh, let's hear about it. What <laughs> so is what is it? Say it again. It's called the Virtual Dementia Tour. Okay. So this is a sensitivity training developed by PK Beville out of Second Winds Nonprofit. A lot of dementia care happens at home. And a lot of caregivers are caring for someone who's living with dementia. So this is a simulated um, kind of, I don't want to say event, but an experience, a simulated experience where you can go in and kind of walk in your person living with dementia shoes. So mm-hmm. they alter your senses, not to give away the training, but an example may be you may have vision impaired goggles on. So you're given some tasks to do. Maybe you can do them, maybe you can't. But it's very emotional because you are doing these things. And this person who lives with dementia, this may be what they're dealing with every day. Are you saying that somebody with dementia has different sight abilities? That some do, yes. So their sight becomes impaired? Yes. It really? Can. Yes. There's a lot of different um, things that the it attacks. I mean, I had yeah. no idea about that. I just yeah. thought it was figured memory, yeah. so to speak. There's a lot of things that play factors into dementia and Alzheimer's. Oh, my goodness. This is frightening. It is. Um, But like I said, this just allows somebody to go through a simulated experience to kind of see what somebody lives with, you know, every day. Mm -hmm. And we most recently were able to do it with some local law enforcement. They went through the experience. um, And there's a a pre-briefing, so to speak. You kind of get tested a little bit to see what you know. And then after you complete the experience, we go through a post-briefing. And it is very emotional. We had some officers get teared up Mm, Um, but it kind of it took a toll but maybe it could help them to respond a little better if they get called out to someone living with dementia so it's so is this targeted mostly towards the first responders health care or is this something that family members will yes we could do it for anybody really yes anybody that contacts us we can come out and we can do it in the community or we have a an assistive technology lab that we'll speak about a little later we have a room set up that we could do the the tour in our lab who are you hoping calls i mean i know you hope everybody calls but i feel like these 55 and older communities would really benefit from this. Yes, and especially family caregivers too. So yes, yeah. yeah. I wanted to come back and mention the memory assessment centers in Georgia, <clears throat> which is the part of the Georgia Memory Net. And Georgia funds five facilities in the state, um, Atlanta, Augusta, Macon, Columbus, and Albany. And the design is for there to be quicker uh, diagnosis and treatment for those that may have Alzheimer's or dementia. And so we uh, the goal also was for everybody in the state to be about 90 minutes away from one of these facilities. Mm-hmm. And how do we play a role in that is someone goes to their primary care provider, they see some cognitive you know dysfunction going on, they refer them to the memory assessment center, these memory assessment centers are giving them care plans of what all supports and services do they need. 
we are a part of that care plan. So then we're contacted. If someone is diagnosed and they go to that memory assessment center, they reach out to the Aging and Disability Resource Connection in our office to see what resources there are available. That's a quick, um, very brief, but that's those clinics are, to me, they're groundbreaking, and Georgia should be real excited. Their goal is to have more throughout the state, but as a um, beginning stage, they funded those five. That's great. And yes. you said 90 minutes from everybody's that, doorstep. That's the goal. Basically. Now, it, I'm sure they're, that's not but generally, But generally, that, that yes. is a good goal. Yes. I think perfect. So. Yes. Great. Is there anything we missed? I think if we could just um, touch on Project Lifesaver as part of our um, Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah, so Project Lifesaver, um, it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources to find somebody who goes who, who goes missing or is wandering. Um, Project Lifesaver is a nonprofit that is out of Virginia, and their mission is to bring loved ones home quicker. It is a small transmitter device that the client wears. They can wear it on their ankle, their, um, around their neck, as a button, um, a watch, and it is a transmitter that transmits a frequency. The caregiver has their own unique individualized frequency code, so it's not tracking the person 24-7, but if they go missing or they wander, then the caregiver will give law enforcement that individualized frequency code on their transmitter device, and they are able to track them with equipment faster. No kidding. Yes, and the equipment tracks up to probably about a five, two to five mile radius. So they're hoping, um, or it has been proven, to cut down on rescue time. That it sounds is very, yes. very groundbreaking. Yes, yes. cutting we, edge. Yes, we've worked with seven counties mm-hmm. in out of the fifteen um, to help this be a part of their mm-hmm. uh, response time or their response. And um, it's just the collaboration that's been involved in the conversations. It starts, it goes back to being a dementia friendly community. Yeah. yeah. That is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Great. The, the very last thing really quickly I'll mention is a scent kit. Um, a scent kit is something that you can obtain your loved one's scent. And it's really just a gauze pad you get there, you obtain their scent, and you put it in a jar, and you seal the jar. And it's very cost-effective. It doesn't take long to obtain the scent. And if you close it up, the scent is good for about five years if it's not contaminated. If someone goes missing, the bloodhounds are able to track that person a lot faster as well. So this is something everybody can do in their home. Yeah. and it, it is. It is. No kidding. We, yes. we give these, these kits, we have them in our office, but also a lot of your local mm-hmm. law enforcement has them. But absolutely, you could do it yourself. We just have these kits. They're basic, um, 15 to $20. Yeah. It's not much, but we do give those out in a lot of our trainings and presentations. Really? Okay. Well, those are interesting ideas. Yes. Very good. All right. Is that, did we cover it all? Uh, I think yeah, so. Yeah. Wow. You've got your, you've got a handle on Alzheimer's and dementia and for good advice for caregivers yes. and even experiences to make it, yes. um, to help us all understand yes. it better yes. and be more aware of it. So thank you both for all of your efforts to help the communities thank you. and thank giving you. us all moments of clarity. Thank you. Thank you. 
We hope that this podcast has brought you some moments of clarity. Moments of Clarity is brought to you by the Northwest Georgia Area Agency on Aging, serving 15 counties in Northwest Georgia, helping our neighbors age in place. At your area agency on aging, their number one concern is the health and well-being of seniors and elderly citizens of Georgia. Join us next time to learn even more about the care and love that Northwest Georgia Area Agency on Aging is providing to our elderly citizens of Georgia. The Area Agency on Aging is part of the Northwest Georgia Regional Commission.